Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? G'day footy fans and welcome to another week of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penklis and joining me with his Pat Carrigan haircut, Michael Corbin. Michael. Lack of haircut. Lack um, of haircut. <laughs> yes, Emmanuel, we are here. D-Day. Two weeks out from Origin. Yep. Well, one and a half. No, two weeks out of Two, two weeks, weeks out. Tomorrow. Two weeks yep. from tomorrow from Origin and there's been some big coaching news. Huge. Big, big coaching news. Yep. And we'll start with the positive. The so positive. The how, so the how good. The how good. Craig Bellamy, superstar, five grand final wins, three premierships. Um, I like what you did there. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, is set to become the longest serving continuous coach at a football club in history, having extended for another year with the Melbourne Storm, he will exceed um, Wayne Bennett's previous record for his stint at the Broncos from 1988 to 2008. Craig Bellamy re-signed for another year. Uh, great news for Melbourne. He is the face of Melbourne. He is he is the reason they are so successful. He's proven over two decades that he can develop and identify talent like no one else, and it's great to see him go around again. Yeah, we there is when we you asked this question last week. Mm. Is there a lack of coaching in the NRL? Yeah. Or is there a lack of talent? Yep. And it's a lack of coaching. And the fact that we get to keep one of the greatest coaches to ever do it for another year means that he can develop the next the best next, the, coach. He can further develop the next best coach. Yeah. Which is what we need in this game. We need better coaches and we need more coaches. And it's these old heads like Craig Bellamy, like Tim Sheens, like Wayne Bennett, who develop coaches. Yeah, right. They're the ones you do. You do, you do your internship under them. You do your, your your assistance under them, and you bring up the this next wave of coaches. And the fact that Craig is staying on and going to further that is fantastic. It is fantastic for the Melbourne Storm. I'm I'm sure I'm sure someone like Cameron Munster, uh, who was iffy about you know there was the contract negotiations during the off season, is thrilled that. The guy that has coached him his whole career is still there. And yeah, just for Melbourne in general, this is Craig Bellamy is the guy there. He runs that ship to perfection year in, year out. We can never deny that they're gonna be in the they're gonna be in the finals picture at some point. Yep. And yeah, they're just they're they're the benchmark of excellence. They are the benchmark of excellence. Now, 2003, 2000, uh, sorry, 2023-2024 will mean that. Um, the next coach will start in 2025, mm-hmm. uh, which would mean that we assume. If it, it, we assume, yeah. Uh, and if it if it does all go to plan, Billy Slater will probably end up coaching three consecutive State of Origin series, uh, and then possibly jump into that first grade role. The jury is still out about who it's going to be, uh, but it will be someone who is very familiar with the Storm system by the sounds of it. Slater makes um, the most sense. And yeah, he, 100% makes like, the most sense. It's I, the I, biggest I, vote I, of confidence in a football club it's, is to show that 
We identified this talent when he was late teenager. He is now head coach of our club. Yeah. You get to be coached by one of the absolute superstars of the game. Yeah. And look, like we've seen what he does with Origin and what he did with Origin last year. He's going to get another go at it this year. I think it's going to be pretty fruitful for him. Yep. I get the difference between coaching Origin, which is a, you know, a two-month ordeal compared to a 12-month ordeal that is being an NRL head coach. Mm. And Billy has said that he doesn't want to do it as yet, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. As you mature as a, you know, as a, a part-time coach, it might change your opinion. And he is he is the spine coach down in Melbourne at the moment anyway, I believe. So, you know, he's, he's, he's running the ropes down there as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, excellent news for Melbourne. Uh, and for Craig Bellamy, and I'm I'm glad we're not losing him just yet. I, Mike, think that every game between this weekend and the end of next season needs to give the option of viewing just Craig Bellamy in the, in the coaching box. box. <laughs> there has been some wild moments over the years. I know he did a lot of time under Wayne Bennett, but this guy is a bit less composed than Wayne Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wayne, Wayne doesn't move. Wayne, Wayne doesn't, doesn't smile. Stay awake. <laughs> uh, no, very exciting, uh, which has repercussions, Mike. So the how good, Melbourne Storm, Craig Bellamy. Yeah. The how not so good, the how awful, the how bad, how disastrous, how the hell did they get into this situation? How could they not see this coming? St. George Illawarra. Had a bit of a dramatic day. Mike, do you want to take us through the timeline of events? This is, I, I love this. I love it. So yesterday we found out that there would be a meeting with Anthony Griffin uh, on tomorrow, as in Tuesday today, uh, and that would probably be the end of his coaching tenure at the St. George Dra- uh, Illawarra Dragons. So uh, at 8 o'clock this morning, uh, Anthony Griffin was called into uh, the... Uh, CEO's office, Andrew Lancaster, I believe, and he was uh, told to pack his bags and he's out. Uh, while this was happening, at 8.30, uh, the players had, had arrived for their mandatory uh, media sessions and had not yet been informed that Anthony Griffin had been let go. However, the media already knew that Anthony Griffin had been let go. So uh, Ben, not Ben Hunt, because Ben Hunt pulled, uh, pulled out uh, through anger, uh, Jack DeBellin and Ben Murdoch Masilla had to front the media and answer questions about the coaching decisions that were made without actually being told by the actual team and the front office themselves about what was happening. At 9.30, after the media sessions, the Dragons team were pulled into a meeting and told that their coach had been fired and that Andrew Carr, is that his name, mm-hmm. would be the temporary coach uh, for the foreseeable future. Mm. Uh, and then at 10 a.m., they had a training session. Mm. Uh, ben Hunt is not happy. Uh, the team is not happy. And apparently... But what's the team unhappy with? I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, to, to put your players out there, and oh. have to front the media. Yeah, just shows how much of an absolute shit show the dragons have been. Yeah, obviously the mindset was all publicity is good publicity, but someone's got to work on the timing there. Yeah, we all knew this was coming. There's a board meeting today. There's a members' information evening happening now as we uh, record this. 
I believe. Um, so this day was always marked yep. as the day it was going to happen. Um, look. I think he, my, had, he coached 67 he was games the, for 30. He was the worst coach in the history of the Dragons <laughs> in any form since 1922. Yeah, jeez. Um, so 60, 67 games, 22, loss, uh, 22 wins, 35 losses. It was like 38% win or something like that. Yeah. It's um, I, The thing is, Mike, okay, so just before we came on, you said oh, apparently Andrew Carr and him didn't get along. They didn't see eye to eye. The thing is with Anthony Griffin is the Dragons should have seen this coming. It was just so acrimonious the way it all happened at St. George, at uh, Penrith in 2018. Yeah, they were coming fourth and he got fired. They like, were coming that, fourth. That is a red flag. Cameron Serraldo threatened to quit. The way he went on Fox League afterwards and just wanted to get his side of the story out there. Poorly advised, clearly. I, I just don't know why St. George went down this path. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it, no one, a, no one thought it was a good idea. The, it's their problem of their own creating, and and I, I actually think this next decision is probably bigger than the, the last coaching decision because this is a choosing their next coach is it going to be a, a huge deal? Well, and the, I think it, they're it sounds get like a, they've chosen it already. And you mentioned ramifications before. The fact that Craig Bellamy is has announced that he's staying on for another year means that Jason Riles who everyone tipped to get the Melbourne job when Craig stepped down. Yeah. Uh, now gets, you know, now he's going for another year. Riles is now the front runner, and I mean big front runner, to get the Dragons job yeah. starting next season. And they will have to pay overs for him. They will have to give him a long contract, and they're going to have to pay the Roosters to get him off, the, get, uh, him off their hands. Look, I... Uh- I don't think I don't know that he's the right choice. I I don't know either. He's untested. That's the thing. He's, he's untested. But I get he's I, untested. This is this is what they do. They want to sign coaches from doesn't always within work. their system. Doesn't, doesn't always, always work. work. I know it doesn't. Uh, Garth Brennan, he was one. He went to the Gold Coast. That didn't really work. Trent Barrett, a couple of times. He was the next big thing. Um, Adam O'Brien was. The next big thing before Jason Riles, he was the one that was at the Storm and then he was at the Roosters and then he went to Newcastle. These are clubs that need uh, someone to fully take control of them. And I just don't, to be honest, I don't know enough about Jason Riles, but I I think that there are enough premiership winning coaches on the market or grand final making coaches on the market where I don't think it's like two or three years ago where these people... We're all taken. I think, I think you need someone that's got experience with a big club. I mean, the thing about the rooster system is all recruitment and all, and anything to, there it goes through Nick Politis, right? And the thing about Melbourne is that it's just such a strong organisation. But Jason Riles walking into a St George that hasn't tasted success since Wayne Bennett was there, that has been through so many coaches, that's got a divided board, that clearly can't make a decision, has to manage two groups of fans, face the Sydney media, not as protected as the Roosters are with the media, and they do get a better run because bigger clubs and stronger clubs do. The Dragons will face a lot of pressure, and I don't think that Jason Riles is necessarily the right person for that role. 
Yeah, I, look, I don't know either. But there have been success stories as you know, players who have come from the ranks of um, Melbourne and the Roosters coaching system. Like, I think Craig Fitzgibbon's done a good job. Craig Fitzgibbon's done a good job, I but think, did I think, have then, some prep time. Did had a lot of prep time. Yep. Um, Was familiar with the club. His father yeah. coached the club. Yes. And um, Paul the Green other- had... Um, the late Paul Green had success at the Cowboys. Yep. Having said that, that is not a Sydney club. No. Where I think it's a different level of scrutiny. And he walked into a roster that had Jonathan Thurston on it, which helped. Yeah. But then, you know, and, and I think Madge was under Craig at one point. Madge was he? under Craig, came, See, to, but, came but then, to the South's yeah. roster that already had Inglis and already yeah. had Burgess. Yeah. Um, we'll see if they have Ben Hunt. That's the big question, right? Well, that is the big That's question. That's the big one. Will will Ben Hunt leave as well? Um, because he is he has come out publicly and said that he does not want to be part of another rebuild. Um, look, I, 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 on Griffin, like we all saw this coming. We we thought we would see it last year and it didn't happen. Um, the writing has been on the wall since pretty much round four or five last year, and just it was a matter of time. He was a dead man walking and. I'm glad this saga's over. We don't have to talk about it for a while, I hope. And, yeah. I think the most concerning thing for the, for the Dragons is that rounds 1 to 11, they've actually had the softest draw. Yeah. And they're going from the softest draw in the first 11 rounds to the second, to the second toughest. So, it does not bode well for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Not good. We said this week that we would do Origin teams because the teams are getting announced, I believe, Monday this year. So both coaches will put out their squads Monday night. Okay. Now, our teams are what? They are teams that we would select, not what we think would be selected. We can go what we we have heard and what we think would be selected. Yep. But this is what we want. Yep. Okay. Uh, Should we start with the Blues? Let's start with the Blues. Okay. So I'm assuming we can tick off a couple names that we both have in common, mm-hmm. right? We both have Tedesco at fullback. Wrong. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're both going to have Cleary at seven. Yep. Uh, I'm assuming we've got Payne Haas in the props. Yep. we got Isaiah Yo. Yep. And I guess that would probably be where it stops in terms of the starting lineup. Okay. Oh, Latrell at center. Latrell at center. Okay. Yeah. You've gone Dylan Edwards at fullback. I've gone Dylan Edwards at fullback and Teddy on the wing. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. This it, is the team I want. Yeah. I, that wouldn't, I, I, I'd prefer Teddy out of the squad rather than on the wing. That's fine, but yeah. I'm, I'm being respectful to him yeah. and keeping him in the side. I have my back five are Edwards, Teddy, Latrell, Campbell Graham, and Brian Toto. Okay. I've gone Teddy, Latrell, Campbell Graham, Josh Adokar, and Brian Toto. Latrell on the wing. Luttrell, no, Latrell no. in the centres, Campbell, yeah, Graham, Campbell Graham in the centres. Yeah. Um, Josh Adokar, assuming that he's fit this yeah, week. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is he going to play? I thought it was close last week. It was close last week. I think he will play this week. Uh, the other per- like, There's a couple names that are pending fitness. Yeah. Tom Dravojevic has been named the last three weeks, but has not looked anywhere near capable of being Tom's able to play. Tom's not in my team. I haven't got him in my team either. No. But he plays that the last game on Sunday. Yeah. Now, if he comes out and has an absolute blinder and looks great, then you can't keep him out of this squad. Are we comforted by that? I, Is that a form player? I don't know. But I, I think that... 
I think I, that if Freddie sees that, yeah. he will be picked. I have, Mike, to be honest, I haven't seen enough from him. No, neither have I. And that's why I haven't got him. That's why I haven't got him. Okay, if Teddy can be out of my side, I don't have Teddy in my side. Then I have Adokar mm-hmm. because he's the fastest man on the planet. My halves are Luai and Cleary. Yeah, I have Hines, but they're going to pick Luai. Yeah. Just based last week's performance, probably cemented it for Luai. Yeah. And Nico, I have as, actually have as my number 14. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, then my props are Jake and Payne Haas. Got the same. Yep. Yep. My hooker is Damien Cook. Same. Okay. Uh, my second row is Hudson Young. Also have Hudson Young. And Cam Murray. I have Liam Martin. Interesting. With Murray to come on. Yes. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't love Martin on the edge. I think he's wasted on the edge. Yeah. I prefer him in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's why I've got Murray in the middle. I think he'll still play big minutes. Yeah. Probably similar minutes, but I prefer him in the middle where he has the most impact. Especially playing with Damien Cook up that straight up the corridor. Yeah. Right? The middle corridor. Okay. So that's why. It's nothing against Murray. I just think he's better in the middle than yeah, on the yeah, edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and assuming Liam Martin plays well this week, he looked good last week. He did. Um, I think you need some consistency there, and I don't think you can pick two um, rookie edge, edges. No. Um, so you got Nico in your 14. Yeah. I've got Appy. Okay. Uh, just think there's a lot for one hooker to play the whole origin. Um, I've got Polo. Yep. I've got Angus Crichton. Mm. And one that I hate that I'm naming him, but his form warrants it, and I want this team to win, yeah. Jack DeBellin. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, my bench is Nico, Liam Martin, Junior Satola, and Junior Paulo. Okay. Um, Has Satola played enough games? Like, he's played basically one and a half games in the, in the last, like, seven, eight weeks. It's more than Adokar. True. Yeah. True. But the middle... Winning, winning team, familiar with the other players, and just a... He's a Queensland kind of forward, Mike. Yeah. To be honest. Okay. Um, other, other people... I forget, like, I have Luai here, possible. Madison. Um, Max King was a name I yeah, thought of. Spencer Lenu, yeah. I thought of, but he's got a ruptured testicle, uh, which is awful. Uh, I think Tyson Frizzell will get picked. Yeah, I I had him as well. Um, yeah. He was sort of my, my next one in. Yeah. Um, Hamale Olakowatu is uh, getting a lot of buzz. I just don't think his defense is good enough. No. At all. No. He's great, I, he's great offensively, but I just don't think he can handle the Origin Arena defensively. I, a potential 14 was Cody Walker. Yeah. I don't think they'll pick Cody. No. Uh, I, but I have to say Angus Crichton probably will play, I think. Just because he comes from a winning team, he's played Origin before, he's familiar. And I feel like there's a lot of talk. Gus was talking about, oh, Tom Trebojevic will thrive in that environment. I feel like that will actually more apply to Angus Crichton and than the, to Tom. The thing is, Angus, as well, you bring him off the bench, you can play middle and forward, but can yeah. also play middle play and center. edge, can play can play the full 80. Yeah. And he was actually like that, the Roosters' left side shored up a lot when he started there. Yeah. We actually didn't leak points on that left side. We leaked 40 points at the other side. But Angus wasn't the problem on the weekend. Now, for me, Mike, yeah. my no Teddy, okay? It is purely because I, I just don't think he's what he usually is for that team. I think Dylan Edwards is exceptional in his position. And to sort of throw in, to get rid of James Tedesco is a huge deal. But I just think that Dylan Edwards is there because he can do pretty much everything Teddy can do. Like he's that kind of fullback and he's got the club combinations and he's in amazing form. Now, Teddy is someone that would probably step up for origin, but 
I'm struggling to see it in what I'm seeing at the Roosters. Time. I think like, that's, this is a I think t- that's more that's more the halves more than anything. Yeah, it's it's the problem with the halves, and when you got Nathan and you got whoever you pick there, and and you got to yeah, it's different. It's it it is a different scenario. And Teddy's never had a bad game for New South Wales. No, that's true. And he's the captain, and he's the mo- he's, he's the captain, <laughs> and he's the most consistent, the first, and he's played that position eight yeah. years in a row or something. Yes. So he he completely like it's hard not to have him, which is why I had him on the wing. But I think Dylan Edwards. We need to start having conversations about Dylan oh, Edwards making this team. If, if Teddy was not fit, yeah. Edwards is the first person I'm writing down. Yeah. And it's not close. No. Like, Latrell, Latrell is excellent, but I'd prefer him in centers for Origin. Oh, so would I. Uh, okay. Queensland. Okay. Let's rattle off the ones that we're going to have locked in. Mm-hmm. Holmes in the center. Yeah. Munster and DCE in the halves. Yep. Uh, you're going to have... Uh, the combination of Grant and Hunt, 9 and 14. Yep. Whatever, whichever you way. First? I have, I think you start with Grant. I okay. have Grant. Okay, I'm and starting then, with Hunt. Okay, and then yep. Carrigan, 13. Yep. Okay, uh, my fullback is Ponga. Same. I saw enough from him last week. Exactly. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation about Reese Walsh. I th- He is on my bench, Reese Walsh. I thought about that. But I, I don't really know how this bench works because I've got a hooker, I've got Walsh, and then I've got two forwards. Mm. Bit iffy. I think Walsh gives a lot of spark. I just don't know if he's got the maturity for the game. But I think Queensland will just throw him in. Yeah, I didn't love him in the Broncos in the Broncos Storm game the other day. Yeah, I don't know what to think of that game because the refing was just yeah. Atrocious. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. Uh, who have you got on your wings? Cobo and Coates. So I've gone Cobo and Hammer. Ah, uh, yes. Hammer was my other one. Yeah, but I was just like I. I haven't loved what I've seen out of Coates since he's gone to Melbourne. I haven't loved what I've seen out of Coates. Yeah. and I get he had this he had the spot there last year, but then he got injured and he didn't play games two or three or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm going Hammer over Coates. Yeah, and I've got Gagai as my other centre with Hunt. Yeah, apparently he's not going to get picked though. I don't know who they're going to put. I there. would be surprised if he doesn't. I, I would actually be really surprised. Yeah, you put a Maroon's jersey on him as a different player. I know, but apparently they're not going to. And he actually hasn't been playing too bad. Okay, their props. Their props. I've gone Tino and Papali. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the second row is Capewell and Kafusi, and the uh, lock is Carrigan. It's a, like I for have, me, yeah. they, they're just sorry. I haven't got Capewell. You haven't? No. See, he hasn't been spoken about, but I just think, why not? I don't think his defense has been great this year. I think Fafida is awesome. Has been awesome this year. Yeah. Like has been incredible and deserves his spot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's why I actually haven't. I've got Capewell as an eighteenth man. Okay. Uh, and your bench? Uh, Cotter, Collins, and Gilbert. Uh, I've got Grant, Walsh, Arrow, and Fafita. So these are the other names I'm missing. And last week I was speaking to you. It was like the Queenslands have so many. I know. Good. I know. Forwards. These are the names. So. Walsh, uh, Fodder Waker, Welch, um, Corey Horsburgh, Luke Capewell, Thomas Flegler, Jai Arrow. Yeah, all I, of them. I all of them would. Welch. All of them will make. I don't think you can pick both Welch and Papali. No, doesn't make sense. All of them would make the New South Wales side. Yep. We have a shortage. Yeah. Of we've workmen. got. We've we got, have a shortage of workmen. Like we have. We have no. This sounds so dumb. 
but I think you get what I mean. We yeah. have very little Queensland-like forwards. I get, I get, I get exactly what you mean. You know who would be per and like I was hearing a discussion on him today, Adam Fenor Blake, yeah, who played for the mascot Jets, yep, um, growing up, great team, but at age I think fifteen, sixteen, chose to play for the Junior Kiwis and then was ruled ineligible for New South Wales, yeah, uh, but now plays for Tonga or Samoa, Tonga. So it doesn't even play for New Zealand anymore, but can't play state of origin. A tier two, tier one countries. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, but like he doesn't even play for a tier one country anymore. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, he would be perfect. Um, but yeah, uh, that's my Queensland side. How do you think this series goes? Uh, we'll do. You know what? We'll do predictions next week. We'll do predictions next Once week. Once the teams are named, yeah, we can do predictions. Um, mm. Very interesting series for the Blues. Mm. This was meant to be their era of dominance. Game one, Adelaide. Game two, Brisbane. Game three, Sydney. Is that right? Yeah. Which means that Brad Fittler can't afford to do what he did game one last year and pick players that had the hype that were not origin material. No, the the thing was last year he picked Frizzell because it was like, oh, we need the steady hand. Yeah. And then they dropped him for games two and three. Yeah. And we're back on that cycle again. Who was the other one? Stags. And Stags got picked. Talakai was games two and three, I think. Yeah, Talakai was in there at some point. Um, Jack White, Jack White got hype. picked for one game, but he then got suspended or injured or something like yeah. that. And it was, everything was all over the place. Um, there you go. Yep. Okay. Origin teams. Firstly, right. let's get to tipping. Uh, yep. There were some perfect rounds last week. Sure was. Three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them were me. Um, Joanna, Paul, and Clive. So I think that's Clive's second perfect round. It he is. was coming last after round one, and here we are. Um, all got 10. It's a four-way tie at the top of the ladder. Tony Corbin, Joe Pett, Eleni, and Paul uh, all on 59 points, two clear of Clive, and Latrelli's Mitchell uh, on 57 points. Diana, Brendan... Theo and PNT round out the top 10. Yeah, I thought I tipped Parramatta. I mean, Raiders on the weekend, apparently I tipped Parramatta. Mm. Not happy. Not good. Um, I definitely tipped the Bulldogs. Don't know why. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. It's not easy. No, it's not. It's I'm not, not very good at this. It's not easy. I'm not very good at it this year. Um, so, split, a shortened round next week. So, this is the last full round for a while. Yep. Um, round 12. Mike? By the way, mm. I, I want to... So we're, we're round 12. Yeah. 12 teams will have had the, a bye after this week. Then we head into a week where seven teams have a bye. Yep. Of those 12 teams, six teams who have already had a bye are getting a bye. It's ridiculous. Which means four teams that haven't had a bye aren't Still getting a, a buy. buy. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Melbourne are going to have four, uh, two buys within three weeks of each other. We should do a whole podcast on the draw. Just on the draw. Because there are so many quirks to it. I We're playing the dra- we're playing the Dragons again for the first for the second time in four weeks. Then we verse Penrith for the second time in four weeks. <laughs> I had a bit of a rant with someone yesterday that no one saw on Twitter because that's the way it is. Talking about how the strength of South's draw, they've gone from having like one of the toughest draws to the easiest over the next few weeks. It's easiest based on ladder position, but They've basically neglected to acknowledge that Souths play uh, in New Zealand the Friday after Origin 2, the Friday 6pm game, which is ridiculous. 
because how are they going to get there in time? And the next thing was that we have a five-day turnaround, five-day, five-week period where we play in the Sunshine Coast, Tamworth, Perth, Cairns, and Newcastle. Mm. Roosters, Roosters have played are going to play five games in nineteen days. Yeah, and the Dolphins no, four games in nineteen days, which is a four and a half day turnaround yeah, on average. The Dolphins only leave Queensland uh, three times yeah. in the course of the next. 18 weeks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the draw is, the draw is absolutely, it, it is absurd. It makes no sense. They but you know what? You know why? I figured out why it's happened. So the FIFA the World Cup. World Cup is on for five weeks, yes. right? So, so a lot, all a lot those of big stadiums, But all those big stadiums are out of action, yeah. which means that all the second time games that these big teams had to play against each other mm. that would usually be at the back end of the season have been crammed into the front end of the season. Yeah. Anyway. We digress. Yeah. Okay, big game Friday night. Broncos host Penrith uh, at Suncorp Stadium. Adam Reynolds had a really bad injury last week, concussing himself uh, with a Category 2 um, and injured his head and neck or sort of had tingles, no feeling. So Jock Madden comes in at halfback in the only change to that side. Penrith have no changes. Spencer Lenu's still out. Um, Zach Hosking passed a head injury assessment against the Roosters and should be right to return to the field. Yeah, no Reynolds and picking Penrith. Yep, good call. Dragons hosting the Roosters on Friday night. Very interesting game, this one. Roosters now with a mounting injury toll. Loser-leaves-town um, match. Yeah, loser-leaves-town kind of game. For the Dragons, Lomax has been recalled in the centres. Um, ben Hunt returns to halfback. Jaden Sullivan goes to the bench. Embai drops out and Little is the new hooker. For the Roosters, Manu is out. Kiri moves to 5'8". Hutchinson comes in at halfback. JWH strained a peck, but has been named to play. Egan Butcher returns from concussion. Tupanur is named to start, and Crichton is on the bench. Fletcher Baker has dropped back to the reserves. Roosters. Roosters. I don't feel confident, though. Uh, I think the most important thing for you guys, Mike, is is just to hold the ball. I think the most important for us is to actually put points on the board because we're struggling to do that. Yeah. We're struggling to put points on the yeah. board. Yeah, and I, as I think I said to you last Friday, your forwards are doing hard work, but there's just nothing happening after that. I feel like your forwards, your forwards are in it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, because Hutchison is a, is a on that one. We made that run in 2021, yeah. 2020. We have Kiri out. Yeah, and it was Hutchison and Walker in the halves. I think. Yeah. And it was it was Hutchison's just a stabilizer. He does he's not too much flair, but he does everything right. And it's going to be interesting to see. You put Kiri back at six. Teddy might actually get the ball. I think this. I think this game Teddy actually gets way more involved. Yeah, it's a, the other interesting thing is like if it's in the balance, you'd expect Ben Hunt to be the guy that kind of does what he almost did against the Tigers. But how does he react to this game? Yeah, he was does, so. Yeah outspoken about the coach and how he'd be reconsidering his options and, and he's furious and didn't face the media today. He has to turn up and play football. I I think he will turn up and play football. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The whole f- uh, thing where, you know, new assistant coach, you, teams play better when assistant coaches come in or a coach gets fired and the caretaker comes in. Yeah. It's not that true. It's no, actually it's not true like all. 30% win ratio or something like that. So, yeah. I'm going to tip Roosters. I don't feel confident, though. Yeah. Have beat St. George every single time, though, except for the 2010 Grand Final, other than Anzac Day. So while the Roosters are playing at Cogra, Souths are sneaking into Moore Park and hosting the Eels uh, at Allianz Stadium. Tom Burgess has not been named. He was withdrawn last week due to 
back spasms. Souths only played pretty much with 15 players last week. Taft didn't get a run. Jed Cartwright knocked out after three minutes. Um, and Blake Taft was backing up from New South Wales Cup too. So... Um, it was a close game. It was like it was, it was a, Tigers were in that game until yep. about the 72nd minute. Yeah, that was the kind of game Souths would have and did drop last year. Yeah. Uh, just they, they beat all the hard teams and then they couldn't do it against the ones they're expected to win. Yeah. My thing that I loved, Mike, because I love it, is a shutout. Yeah. Um, it shows they've got a steely resolve. Um, they're for and against, and their points conceded per game in particular is really good this year. So hopefully they can keep that up. Yep. Uh, we um, forgot to mention, this is Indigenous round. This is Indigenous round. Big week for Cody Walker. It is a big Always. week. Always. So it, you, it know, is, you know he's going to be the best it's a, player It's the a big field. week for Souths. Um, my favourite jersey release for this weekend is actually the Roosters jersey. Quite, I, th- I think it's very nice. Designed um, by Arthur Beetson's family as well. Yeah. Uh, quite just beautiful in its simplicity. Yeah. Um, a blue jersey with uh, two boomerang-shaped Vs. Uh, which is in in the white and the red, which is just a really really nice jersey. Um, this is a, a big game for the club. There's been yeah. a lot of promotion for it. Yeah, I know the players for Souths have a lot of involvement uh, in the design of the jersey. Souths had a um, function to launch Indigenous Round at Crown yesterday. Um, it's a big game, and I think they're expecting quite a big crowd as well. I, I assume that against Parramatta as well. I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to tip Souths in that one. Yeah. Um, for the Eels, Moses returns after missing round 11. Sean Lane is out. Uh, so Bryce Cartwright takes the starting spot and Makatoa joins the bench. Sean Russell comes in on the wing for Hayes Dunster. Saturday afternoon, the Sharks host, New- host Newcastle um, Coffs Harbour. Um, Talakai remains sidelined, so Connor Tracy holds the squad in the centres. Oregon Kafusi will return after being a late withdrawal from the clash against Manly. McKinnis played prop last week in Kafusi's absence, but suffered a broken hand during the match and could miss up to four weeks. Hamlin Ueli has been named in the extended squad and is progressing well. For Newcastle, O'Brien has named the same 17 that beat the Titans last week. Hetherington shifts from lock to prop in a positional swap with Thompson. Um, interesting game. Yeah, uh, Sharks blew the Warriors off. Uh, not the Warriors, the Manly Eagles off the park in the first half, but we're only up twenty nil. They look the far superior team, but the scoreline kind of flattened, bat, flattened Manly a little bit, and then the Sharks really didn't do anything in the second half. It's kind of like they just played played prevent defense. Yeah, and just tried to you know eke out the win. Yeah. Uh, whereas Ponga looked excellent last week against the Titans. Just back to his, like, you put, like, best Ponga games. Like, that was one of the games where it's like, these are the highlight players you see. Yeah. And you've seen from him in the past. Where you're like, when's this going to come back? So his confidence will be there. Uh, I'm going to tip the Sharks, though. I think the Sharks get it done. Yep. Uh, missing, sat- missing a lot of middle forwards, though. Mm. A lot. Toby Rudolph, Hanuelli, now Cam McInnes. Danger game for them. Mm, it is. Saturday, the Tigers host the Cowboys at Leichhardt. The Tigers should be, should be buoyed with their efforts the last few weeks, especially last week against Souths. Um, as you said, they were in it uh, up until late in the game. No changes for them. Uh, and for the Cowboys, just one change with Tanua Brown to miss the game and his place on the bench has been taken by Riley Price. Tamalolo is expected to be back on deck next week. I don't know what to think of the uh, the Cowboys last week because mm. Dragons were horrendous. <laughs> they were so bad. Yep. Um, and I hope they put through that performance this week. 
Um, so I don't, I don't know, and I've liked what I've seen out of the Tigers. I'm gonna tip the Tigers in this one. Though I do, Helam Lukey is awesome. Yeah, he's he's a future Origin player. He is very good. Okay, big game Saturday night. Dolphins host the Storm at Suncorp. Really good game. Yeah. Uh, really good game. Uh, Jesse Bromwich and Branko Lee return. Um, so Val, Mao, Tafare and Farmasuli drop out. Raystone returns from a head knock on the bench and Nichols has been named at 18th man in his return from a thumb injury. For the Storm, Big Nelson has been named after copping a knock to the ribs last week. And Kamikamika goes back to the bench. This is a really good matchup. This is fifth against sixth. A um, lot of sub stories to this one. Yeah. All the ex Storm players Munster against the club he shunned, Wayne against Craig. It's all happening. Yeah, a lot of storylines. Great game. Uh, you ask what the scoreline of this game would be at the start of season, most people probably would have picked Melbourne to win by 13 plus. Yeah. Uh, now, I actually don't know. It's in Brisbane, so it'll uh, help the Dolphins who have been drawing crazy crowds, yeah. crazy home crowds. Uh, but Melbourne, is it in Suncorp? Mm-hmm. Melbourne are very good at Suncorp. Despite their, their, last, their last game, they were not. But other than that, yeah. they got like a 70% win they got record a at Suncorp. Good record like there. I, the Dolphins concede a lot of points, so they've mm. got to be careful. I'm, but I've got mm. a feeling that they would have worked on that in the break. I'm sure they would have. They Coming off the bye as well, uh, teams are quite good off the bye this year. They are 10-2? and two? No, 9-2. and two. Mm. Um, I'm going to tip the Storm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Saturday afternoon, Dogs host the Titans, who we were just starting to rate, and then they lost to Newcastle. Um, Adokar is a huge boost for them, uh, who's meant to be back this week. Blake Wilson goes back to 18th man after doing a fine job on debut against the Warriors. Oluapu moves into the starting side. That's the big story, um, with Josh Reynolds going back to the bench. Sam Hughes has been added to the bench, and Franklin Pele drops out. Um, for the Titans, Aaron Clark is back after missing round 11 with a finger injury. So Isaac Farmasuli goes back to the reserves in the only change to the side beaten by the Knights. Sorry, I should say Fasuma Alaawi. I said the wrong name. Um, both teams are actually really bad. I thought both teams sucked on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, dogs haven't looked good the last couple of weeks, actually. And I'm kind of in the can't tip them camp at the moment until yep. they show improvements. Hmm. Their defense hasn't been good. Even against Canberra, they let in. They they ended up scoring 30 points, but they let in 32. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tip the Titans because they just seem like a yo-yo at the moment. They're going up and down in form. Yeah. Now this could get ugly. Raiders host Manly in uh, Canberra. So... Isaac, I'm sorry, Zach Wolford is out, but Danny Levi returns from broken jaw. Tom Starling comes to the bench. We'll start the game at hooker, and Levi comes from the bench. For Manly, Jake's been named. Schuster is also back for his first game since round eight, but Aloye and Tuolangi are facing extended time on the sidelines. Ben Trevojevic uh, moves into the starting side. Uh, Fainu and Condon are the new faces on the interchange with Aaron Woods sidelined. 
Jake is a boost, but I think the green machine rolls on. Yeah, I'm tipping Canberra as well. I saw this afternoon, I think it was Andrew Ferguson, said that uh, Manly's last six games away from New South Wales. Yep. ACT is away from New South Wales. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have lost their last six games. Uh, In those games, they have only scored 60 points and conceded something like 222 points. Yep. It seems kind of crazy that they only had four games out of New South Wales last year, but I guess that's right. Yeah, if you only played... Maybe. Yeah. Um, they had a very easy schedule last year. Like, very, very easy schedule last year. They got smashed by Canberra last year. Yeah. In Canberra. Yeah, I'm tipping Canberra. Yeah, Canberra looking for five, uh, six, six in, in a row, row, Mike. Six in a row. Six in a row. The yeah. second form team of the competition after Souths. Um, for where we are on the ladder, Souths, Broncos, Penrith, Cronulla in the top four. Storm, Dolphins, Canberra, Warriors uh, round out the eight. Titans, Roosters, Newcastle, Manly. 9th to 12th, and then the Cowboys, Para, Canterbury, St. George, and the Tigers. Jeez, four struggling Sydney clubs there. Um, yeah. Parramatta's the odd one. They're just, and uh, Brad Arthur just keeps on blaming everything except himself at this point, which is a bit disappointing. Um, but, yeah, very tight, though. The ladder's very tight. There's Para might make a bit of a run during Origin. They could. They could. They're probably not going to lose. Gonna be they'll, lose Paul, they'll lose Polo. Yeah. Maybe Madison. I doubt it. Yeah. I think we're starting to see sort of... It is not unusual for a grand final losing team to end up in this predicament that you're No. It, yeah. You do suffer that and second year I just think um, Reed Marnie, big loss. Yeah, big loss. Not properly replaced. No, definitely not. Um, okay. Okay. So, to recap Michael's tips... Um, Penrith over the Broncos, Roosters over the Dragons, South to beat Parramatta, Sh- Sharks to beat Newcastle Tigers, yep, but to beat the Cowboys, Storm to beat the Dolphins, um, Titans to beat the Dogs, and Canberra to win in uh, Canberra to win in Canberra against Manly. The Warriors have the bye. Yep. Okay. Now, mm. my final thoughts. I know where this is going. The game on, what was it, last Thursday night mm-hmm. was one of the worst officiated games I've ever watched in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the combination of Todd Smith yep. and Jared Sutton in the boot, in the bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Smith has been stood down yep. this week. Jared Butler, uh, Jared Sutton uh, has been relegated from the bunker and will only do on-field refing this week. It was a disaster. Yeah. Absolute disaster. Sutton, I think, is the worst ref in the competition because, and like, I don't, I hate disparaging refs, but he just, he's so pedantic about everything. And then when, you know, like that, that Xavier Coates being a inch in front of the kicker, and then that try being pulled back, and then Coates running the length of the field, scoring the last minute of the game, but they can't do anything because, you know, the bunker doesn't want to rule on that. It was just, and the, there was three sin bin, four sin bins? Too many. Four sin bins. It was. If it's not Ashley Klein in the South Roosters game, then it shouldn't be happening. It's there was. It was. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The Pat Carrigan decision was just. It was a farce, and I I can't. It's absolutely ridiculous. I can't. The ref has been bad. The refing has been bad this year. They're too nitpicky. 
And Dan and Kemp said it perfectly today. The refs are there to facilitate the game, not dictate the game. At the moment, in the last couple of years, they've been dictating the game. It's just become annoying. Yeah. It's become annoying. That game, I think it was like 9.30 and there was like 25 minutes to go. It finished well after 10 o'clock. Yeah. That's not, that shouldn't happen. Like, no. th- first of all, why are we starting games after 8 o'clock? Kids want to go to bed, right? You're trying to put this product on for kids. Started earlier. And two, that game, yeah, it took way too long because the refs just kept on intervening. How, I just don't know what the solution is, Mike, because my the thing, the thing, the thing that concerns me is that if we do away with it, the usual people will complain that, well, we've got the technology, why don't we use it, right? And I'm so glad that this forward pass technology is on the back burner because we don't need it. But how I do we think there is a way to actually fix this? One one thing that I think which could actually make a difference is instead of the bunker being this sort of holy grail, I think that the game needs to look at like what rugby union used to do. I don't know if they still do it, which is sort of the ref sends up the decision for the ref to look at and the ref to make the decision on. The ref has the feel for the game. The ref knows what's going on. The ref should be the one to be like, I thought it was this and I just want to see how it unfolded rather than have it dictated by some guy in Everly. Yeah. The other thing, like the problem, like... I'm happy with the on-field refs making mistakes because they're they're refing it live, right? Yeah. But if we had this technology, this amazing technology, where we can see, where the bunker can see more angles than we can at home, yeah. How do they how do they keep on getting it wrong? How do they keep on getting so many decisions wrong? Do you know what's so funny though? Jesse Arthur's try. It was a shoulder charge, wasn't it? No, that was the other one. The one Jesse Arthur's try. If you actually have a look, he got held back in the same way that the penalty try happened. It's like the penalty, just, the penalty just, try, David Scarby. It's exhausting. <sighs> it's exhausting to watch because it's like we're watching, we're, we're tuning in to watch a, a bunker get the rule book right. Yeah, Mike's yeah. banging his head. He's had enough. Yeah, between just, that and the Roosters, he's struggling. I thank God. <laughs> that my Lakers are doing incredibly well. Mm. I'm tuning. I'm, I'm moving to basketball. How good is basketball? Coming soon <laughs> to all podcasting platforms. Yeah, all right, I'm going to leave it there because otherwise we're yeah, going to okay. have a lot for too long. I think I, I, I do think we've got to have a podcast on the draw. Yes, I we'll, do. We'll I get do a bit quirky about it. I, Maybe during th- the quiet time of origin. Yeah, well, like, like the week 13, we've got what like so next week we've got like four games to preview or yeah, something yeah. like that. Something we'll have like a look. That. Yeah, we'll have a look. Okay. Let's leave it there. We'll do our big origin preview for the series next week. We'll do, uh, we'll go through the teams. We'll go through player of the series, what the series score will be. Yep. All that. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Emmanuel. Uh, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And how good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys. <laughs>